Our inner tempter is given different names by our sages. Sometimes he is called the Satan. Other times he's called the Yetzahara, the bad inclination. Sometimes he's called an old man because he has been there since the very day we were born. Welcome to the Transformative Daf. My name is Rabbi Daniel Frieden. Today we are on Daf Gimel, page three of Ksubis, and we learn strategies to outwit the Yetzahara. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Harissa today. I like to begin with a story. Rabbi Yonason Eberschitz was one of the greatest rabbis of the 18th century, and he was already famous as a child prodigy. His dedication to Torah mitzvahs was exemplary. He was once asked how he was able to maintain his constant devotion when all his friends were outside playing. After all, our sages teach that the Yetzirah, the bad inclination, enters a baby immediately at birth. But the Eitzatov, the good inclination, only enters at Bar Mitzvah. So what was his secret? The young Yonason explained, Concerning litigants who appear before a based in, the judge is instructed not to hear the contentions of one party unless the other is present. So every time the Eitzahara appeared and attempted to entice me to listen to him, I simply responded, Sorry, sir, I refuse to listen to you until the other party to the case, the Eitzatov, arrives. Let's look at today's Gemara. Due to what reason did the sages say that a maiden is married on a Wednesday? The sages were assiduous in seeing to the well-being of Jewish women, such that the groom would exert himself in arranging the wedding feast for three days, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, and on Wednesday he marries her. But from the time of danger and onward, the people adopted the custom to marry on Tuesday as well, and the sages did not reprimand them. And on Monday, one may not marry even in time of danger. However, if it is a situation of duress, it is permitted. What's duress? Rava said, where they said a general and his army are coming to the city and the troops will plunder the feast. What are the circumstances? If it is a situation where the army comes and passes through, let them postpone the wedding. Rather, we're dealing with circumstances where the army is coming to stay. Let's examine this, Kamara. This is a familiar story in each of our lives. We're getting ready to celebrate with our beloved in heaven, and then the enemy comes and wrecks everything. We're filled with the very best of intentions and the determination to carry out certain mitzvahs, only to have our plans frustrated by the Sahara, the internal psychological tempter tasked with throwing us off our spiritual course. How do we ensure that the Sahara will not thwart our efforts to serve Hashem? In preparation for Rosh Hashanah, we blow shofar every day throughout the month of Elul. We then pause on the final day of the month, just prior to the Yom Truah, the day of blowing. The Maharak explains that the purpose of the month-long blowing is to confound the Satan. Starting early leads the accused to become confounded as to when the judgment will take place. That way, he'll miss the opportunity to present his case for the prosecution. We pause the blowing on Erev Rosh Hashanah, to distinguish between our customary blowing of Elul and Rosh Hashanah's obligatory blowing of the shofar. What's the strategy to be victorious over the Satan? Beat him to the mark. Before he's even assembled his accusatory case, we've already demonstrated our alacrity and dedication to Hashem's service. That's the message of the Gemara. If you want to celebrate in peace, you need to hold the wedding prior to the arrival of the enemy. I was chatting with one of our new Daf Yomi devotees who told me that he used to set his alarm for 6 o'clock in the morning. 
so that he could be at Shachris at seven. But he found himself continuously hitting the snooze button day in, day out. Incredibly now that he was coming to the Dafyomishir, he set the alarm for five and jumped out of bed. It's a miracle, he tells me. Suddenly I'm able to get up with no problem. That's the power of beating the Yetzirah. This young man was able to rise before the Yetzirah even knew what was happening. The Yetzirah was all ready to hit that snooze button at six. But when this fellow set his alarm for five, he managed to outsmart his Yetzirah and jump out of bed making his way to the shear before the Yetzirah even realized it. The enemy wants to plunder the wedding and is here to stay. The only way you can outsmart him is to make the wedding early before he even gets to town. With every move in life, the key to outsmarting the Sahara is to perform the mitzvah when he least expects it. If we wait too long, he'll have his, his quiver filled with the arrows he needs to impede our performance. We need to beat him not at the game, but to the game, so that we've already won before he's even arrived. Let's say you're struggling with dealing with a difficult person. Every interaction you have with him is painful. The Yetzirah tells you to ignore the individual and remove him from your mind and your life. But that's just avoiding or postponing the matter. Unless you address the relationship, it'll either come back eventually to haunt you, as the other person holds a grudge against you, or it'll plague your own psyche as you continue to ponder the unresolved issues. Either way, the Yetzirah wins, because he's extended and fortified the state of conflict. How can you deal with the matter and declare victory? Don't avoid the other person. Put him on your Mishlach Manot list for Purim this year. That move disarms the Yetzirah. It catches him off guard. It takes all the wind out of his sails. What's more, it's probably disarming to the other person as well. It's very difficult for him to continue with the animosity when all he receives in return is your kindness. The Yetzirah isn't just passing through your life. Once he arrives, he's here for the long haul. Make sure you make it to the feast before he does. May you merit outwitting the enemy every time by always being the first to the party. Wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Daf Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Daf Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Zatara. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. To achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Duff is published by Mosaic Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicopress.com. Thank you, the transformative Duff.